What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 84 and Kalia versus Johnny Walker. Um, I know it's really early. I know I know that uh, some of the fights, you know, might end up getting switched around by the time it comes down to the event. But I'm bored, and uh, I got my notes done, you know, so far up and up until this point. So um, figured I'd go ahead and do it, get it out early. Um, there's some lines that you know, if y'all catch them, catch them early, you could get a pretty good price on some guys still. So I figured I'd go ahead and put it out while nobody else is doing anything. So it's going to be a mess. A lot of the uh, fights have been rearranged and, and stuff like that. And a couple of uh, opponent changes and we lost a couple fights too. Um, but yeah, please like, and subscribe guys. It really helped me out a lot. And um, real quick, I'm going to go over, I'm going to go over the results uh, for the last two cards, man. We ended, we ended the year off with, um, with two good cards. Uh, we had the US, uh, Vegas 83 card. I had three plays hit on that. Um, I had a one, one unit play on, ended up having two plays on Jal said, as you'll see in a minute. And um, Alan Carr should have lost that fight, but I had money on her and she, and the judges gave it to her. So I'm not going to, not going to complain about that. Uh, and then I lost some value on the two fight parlay there because Nascimento didn't fight. I ended up just having, you know, a play on, uh, on Tiara, which normally I would have just cashed it back out because Tiara was such a big favorite. Um, but they weren't trying to pay me my full money that I put on it to cash it out. So I wasn't going to throw away a hundred, I wasn't going to throw away 150 bucks just to get my money back, you know, to bet again. So I just left it in there. Um, the maybe bet at the bottom, the song and park one, I didn't end up putting that one in. Um, but I also had. I also had these two. These are two things that I had just kind of added later. That's this is how I ended up with two plays on Kevin Jalset because I had a two team parlay with him as well with Nascimento and Nascimento dropped out. I just left it, and then this uh, two fight parlay with Tim Elliott and Tatsuro Tiara. That's something I put in right before the fight started, so I didn't get a chance to post either of these ahead of time. Uh, so I showed you the tickets there, and then on uh, on the UFC two ninety six card. I had three plays hit, one play that didn't hit. Um, the play that didn't hit was a really small, like $200 play on Brian Kelleher, which, yeah, I mean, uh, Garbrandt looked great, but I still stand that, <laughs> I still stand that I'm not going to um, ever put money on Cody Garbrandt again. Um, should, shouldn't have put money on Kelleher. He looked like crap, but oh well. I mean, I still had a plus money play on Ghazi of the hit. The first five of the nine is a half unit play. Had a one unit play on Leon Edwards. Um, I ha ended up having two units on just Rachmanov before it was a uh, Ian Gary and Rachmanov parlay. So I lost a lot of value on that, but still made some money on it and ended up coming out pretty good for the card uh, to you know, to end the year and everything. So um, where was I at? So please like and subscribe. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out. Um, all my picks for each of the fights, and then at the end of the video, I give out my bets. Um, and if you're not interested in watching my watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you could go to my social medias. 
Um, high kick underscore fight picks is my Instagram and TikTok, and then there's a Facebook group, High Kick Fight Picks on uh, Facebook. It's easy to find, and uh, also this show is available on Spotify, Pandora, um, Rumble, all your major streaming platforms as well. So yeah, man, this is a this is a pretty good card, man. I, hopefully, we don't lose too many more fights on this card. We already lost Yana Santos versus Norma Dumont. Um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they're going to find Dumont um, a replacement or not yet. And uh, Felipe Buenas and um, Dennis Bondar that fight got canceled. Uh, Bondar is being replaced with Joshua Van on short notice. And uh, what else, man? What else? Uh, Preston Parsons' opponent got changed. Um, he's now fighting Matthew Simmelsberger. And uh, yeah, man, let's get into this card. Sorry if I, uh, sorry if a lot of stuff ends up getting changed, man. I just wanted to get this video out because I've been sitting around not doing nothing for, for a week. So, <laughs> um, first up, we got Tom Nolan taking on Nicholas Mata. Uh, Tom Nolan is, he's twenty three years old. He's six three with a seventy six inch reach. He is six and zero, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And uh, he's a minus two forty, I believe, right now. Um, and. Uh, He's got four wins by knockout, uh, no wins or losses by submission. He's undefeated. Uh, coming off an easy win on the Contender Series against a guy who was 11-0. and 0. Um, He went 6-1-1 one, and one as an amateur as well, so not as an inexperienced as his record might indicate. Uh, this guy is, you know, he's a huge, tall, long, you know, lightweight. He's going to have a five-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, I don't know. It, well, it's two different things because if you're according to Tapology, he has a five and a half inch reach advantage. According to the UFC, it's only a two and a half inch reach advantage. So I'm not sure uh, which one is correct. But uh, he throws great front kicks up the middle, great high kicks, very good using his range, uses a ton of kicks, um, very accurate and fast, has a nasty straight left hand, um, also a really dangerous left hook from the southpaw stance. Uh, his takedown defense has held up so far on the regional scene. Um, he's so tall that he's kind of hard to get down. Uh, he looked great, but looks great, but he, he hasn't really had any trouble yet as a pro. So I'm curious to see, you know, what'll happen if he runs into a little opposition. Um, I'm curious how the takedown defense is going to hold up in the UFC as well, but I don't think he's gonna have to worry about in this fight. Mata doesn't really fight that way. Uh, Mata likes to come out there and strike. So, uh, but yeah, Tom's young. He's going to be improving constantly, and I think his kicks are going to play a big role in this fight, as well as the knees. Um, you know, the knees in close for Tom. Uh, neither of these guys have ever won a fight by submission, so like I said, I see this fight playing out on the feet uh, for as long as it lasts. And he's taking on Nicholas Mata. He is 30 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70.5-inch reach, and he is 13-5 and five and 1-2 and 1-no contest in the UFC. And, uh, I think he is a plus 175 underdog. Got to check real quick. Yeah, plus 175. Um, and uh, yeah, Mata's coming off what should have been a, a loss to Trey Ogden. He was getting his ass kicked that whole fight. And uh, the ref stopped it, you know, too early. Uh, Mata has nine wins by knockout. Uh, important note here is all of his losses have been by finish. Four knockouts and one submission. Um, you know, for the most part, he either gets knocked out or, or gets the knockout, you know, one or the other. Um, he's exciting to watch. Very fun. Um, he does have, does have good striking, very explosive and powerful, but you know, he hasn't, hasn't really looked good in the UFC yet. His only win was over a guy who never, you know, got a win in the UFC. I think it was Cameron, Cameron Van Camp. 
Um, you know, and Cameron was out there holding his chin just straight up in the air, you know, from wanted to hit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't believe that uh, Tom Nolan is going to make that same mistake here. Uh, we saw Mata taken down by Trey Ogden. Mata kept, you know, running into the into the jab of Trey's as well. I mean, he was just really getting busted up with the jab. And um, you know, if if Trey Ogden could do that to Mata, I think Nolan definitely can as well. Um, Tom is much better of a kickboxer than than Trey Ogden is, in my opinion. Um, I do expect Tom to get the win here. Um, I'm thinking he's going to get the win by knockout. Uh, I mean, I mean, Mata's already been knocked out twice in the UFC. Yeah, man, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Tom to get the win by first round knockout. Sorry, my mic is acting crazy, making a static sound. Hopefully, y'all can't hear that. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Felipe Buenas taking on Joshua Van, and Felipe is Felipe is 34 years old, five seven with a 71 inch reach. He is 13 and six, and uh, this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, we don't have the odds up for this one yet. Uh, actually, most of the betting sites still have uh, this fight listed as you know, uh, Buenas versus Dennis Bondar. So, uh, I, I imagine that uh, Joshua Van's going to wind up being a pretty sizable favorite. Um, but yeah, Buenas was uh, he was supposed to make his debut a while back, and, and that fight fell out. I was curious. I was curious going in, you know, why he was getting to skip the contender series, you know, being that he's, you know, he's three and four in his last seven fights. Um, he is coming off of an impressive knockout victory in LFA. Um, he has three wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Um, has never been, he's never been knocked out, but he has been submitted twice. Um, he's going to have a, uh, going to have a six inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, Nice boxing, hits very hard, very fast hands, throws good kicks to all levels, nice wheel kicks as well. Uh, good jiu-jitsu, very aggressive off of his back. Um, has a few wins by a flying triangle, you know, where he jumped the triangle and then and then switches to the arm bar. Um, it's fun to watch, man. Should be an exciting fight while it lasts. It's just coming in. Um, it's not a whole lot out there of Buenas fighting, you know, super, super high-level competition and, and things like that. So it, it's kind of a... It's kind of guesswork going in because, I mean, they all look great on the regional scene and stuff like that. But then they come in here and we're about to see them fight a legit, you know, legit fighter here in Joshua Van. So, and uh, Joshua Van is 22 years old, 5'5 five, five with a 65 inch reach. He has 9 and 1 and 2 and 0 oh in the UFC. And uh, yeah, change of opponent here. Um, he's coming in on short notice. He's probably going to have about three weeks to train for this fight. Um, I was originally going to go with Buenas to win this fight over Bondar, but now that he's fighting Van, not so sure about that, man. Van has an amazing boxing, great combinations, really fast hands, uses good pressure, throws a ton of volume. Um, he looks looks better every time we see him. We saw we did see him get hurt in his last fight. He got caught with a good shot, um, you know, and he used his cardio and his pressure to come back and get the win and just really wear on uh, his opponent. And uh, you know, Boyd's best bet would be to get this fight to the ground and keep it there, but I'm just not sure he's going to be able to. Um, Van has amazing head movement and, and good footwork. Um, Uses his jab really well. Very dangerous in the pocket. Throws nice uppercuts. Uh, good at using his feints to set up his strikes. Um, I'm going to be taking Joshua Van to win by decision. Um, the only way I really see this going the other way is if, you know, just because of the short notice of it all, maybe he doesn't come in um, as prepared as he should have. But I think he's definitely got the advantage on the feet and the striking. And as long as he can keep it on the feet, he's going to do well. So, uh, 
I'll go with Van by decision. Next up, we got Weston Wilson taking on uh, John Silva. Weston Wilson is 34 years old. He's 6'1 with a 73-inch reach. He is 16-8 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. And he's a plus, I think he's an even bigger underdog now, but he was a plus 525 underdog uh, when I was doing when I started doing my notes. Uh, and Weston's coming off a knockout loss in his debut to Joe Anderson Brito. Um, I don't hold that against him. You know, Brito's a beast, man. He's been running through everybody. He just beat GSP, JSP. Um, but looking at Weston's career, it seems like he. It seems like his, throughout his career, it seems like he does well in the lower level organizations. But when he gets up to say some of the more talented organizations like the LFA, he went 0 3 in the LFA um, or XMMA. He won a few fights and then he got knocked out in his last fight with them in that organization. Um, he is very tall for the weight class. He's going to have a four inch reach advantage. He has a karate tile, uh, karate tile, <laughs> karate type striking style. Um, five wins by knockout, 11 wins by submission. Um, you know, dangerous submissions, well rounded. Um, you know, takedown defense isn't the greatest. I've seen him taken down quite a bit in a lot of the tape I watched on him. Um, he keeps his hands really low, so I'm I'm surprised he hasn't been knocked out. You know, he's only been knocked out two times. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Um, he has been submitted four times, so maybe submission awareness and defense are some of the weaker parts of his game. Uh, all his all his wins have been by finish. Um, fights mostly southpaw. He does he does get taken down quite a bit, man, and uh, he does have a dangerous guillotine choke. Uh, throws nice straight shots, good counter striking, very good at transitioning to the back. Um, he is a decent grappler, even though even though he gets taken down a lot. Um, he is a pretty decent grappler offensively. Um, you know, using his really long limbs and stuff like that to throw up submissions or get back to his feet. You know, use use them for sweeps and all that. Um, uses nice front kicks to the liver. Um, you know, he's fighting somebody here that's a little bit closer to his level. You know, like a guy with you know no UFC experience. Um, so I'm curious to see how he does in this matchup. Um, I'm not sure the way he likes to fight off of his back when he gets taken down rather than try to get back up is going to work out for him, you know, in the UFC. Um, but he does do that a lot. And uh, if he can use his height and reach here and stay off the cage, you could possibly pull off the win here maybe, uh, land a big shot or just, or just you know, beat Silva up from the, from the outside. But not likely. And Silva is 27 years old, 5'7", with a 69-inch reach. He is 11-2, and two, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And he's a minus 725 favorite. And uh, all but one of this guy's wins have been by finish. Eight wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, he's never been finished himself. He's coming off a unanimous decision win over a guy who is 11-0 on the Contender Series. Um, he's on an eight-fight win streak right now. Uh, he trains at the Fighting Nerds Camp. A lot of great fighters have been coming out of there the last few years. Um, his last fight was his best win, you know, before. Um, you know, before before his last fight, he never really fought, you know, anybody with a, a good record or a big record. Um, and I, he hasn't really ever fought anybody with this much height and reach either, so that's something, something to think about. Um, so this will be something new for him, man. But, you know, he has nice striking, very powerful, loads up a lot on his strikes, uh, throws a lot of big jumping kicks and elbows and stuff like that. Uh, that does waste a lot of energy, but he seemed to have pretty good cardio. Uh, very, un very unorthodox. Um, but it's effective, man. You know, decent in-and-out footwork. Um, you know, this line is kind of like so far out of hand that I kind of want to pick Wilson just because uh, nobody should be this big of a favorite in their UFC debut. 
Um, I do think that Silva wins this fight, but there's not really any money on, you know, to be made betting on this line straight up. The props, you know, aren't quite up yet, but maybe chase a knockout prop for Silva or something like that. Um, if it's not too high. So I'll pick Silva to win by knockout um, round two, but probably won't be betting on this fight. Next up, we got Farid Basarat taking on Taylor Lapalus. And uh, this is a good matchmaking, man. This should be a pretty fun fight. Uh, Basarat is 26 years old. He's 5'8 with a 71-inch reach. He is 11-0 and 2-0 in the UFC. And he's a minus 170 favorite. Well, I caught him at a minus 170. He's actually quite a bit bigger favorite than that now. Um, I got him last week when these lines first dropped at minus 170. Um, I think he might be a minus 250 now, or a minus 230 around that area. Um, this guy is currently on a 15-fight win streak, if you include his amateur career anyway. Uh, one win by knockout, six wins by submission. Um, you know, he. we all know how good the Basarat brothers are. You know, they are both very well-rounded, great jiu-jitsu, great boxing, good technique. Um, he made his debut against Damon Blackshear, who, who I consider to be a very tough fighter. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, and then he submitted Clayton Rodriguez in his next fight, uh, fairly easily. Um, his grappling and his wrestling is going to be his biggest, you know, strongest skill set in this matchup. Uh, great trips and body lock takedowns, great sweeps, uh, good top pressure, uh, uses his jab very well, great calf kicks, very good at passing guard to side control, you know, to, to kill the underhook. And when guys are trying to sweep, um, you know, he's very good at killing the underhook and, and, uh, I'm having trouble explaining what I'm talking about. Anyways, <laughs> uh, great striking defense. Doesn't take a lot of damage. Nice head movement and footwork. Uh, can't say enough good things for Farid here. He's great everywhere. Uh, very good takedown defense. Um, shows 64% striking accuracy, which is pretty high compared to a lot of the fighters. Um, he's 53% takedown accuracy, uh, even though he's gotten everyone down. You know, he's fought so far. Um 83% takedown defense, lands on average 5.20 strikes per minute, but only absorbs 2.34. Um, averages 3.5 takedowns per 15 minutes so far. It's a good number. Um, hasn't really hasn't really shown any weaknesses yet, you know, in the UFC, man. And uh, he's fought some, you know, some decently tough people so far, uh, especially Blackshear. So. And he's taken on Taylor Lapless. He is 31 years old, 5'6", with a 73-inch reach. He is 19 and 3 and 4 and 1 in the UFC, and he's a plus 145 underdog. And uh, this guy is definitely no joke either. Um, this is his second run in the UFC. Um, he went 3 and 1 in the UFC back in like 2015 and 2016. And I'm not really sure why he left. Um, somebody had told me that he left to kind of like go pursue boxing or something. Uh, I don't really know if that's true. Uh, but then he came back and he got a win over um, Callan Loran. Uh, he went 7-1 and one after leaving the UFC with a knockout over Nate Maness being one of those wins. Um, he has good dirty boxing in the clinch, great kickboxing type striking. Uh, did give up a lot of takedowns before when he was in the UFC. Uh, fights well from both stances. He's a sniper. He's very technical and accurate. Um, very good at using his lead hand to keep guys off of him. Uh, you know, Very fast, throws nice straight shots down the middle, great elbows and knees in close. Um, I think he has the advantage in the striking here for sure and probably the power advantage on the feet. Um, he throws great combinations, nice kicks to all levels. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. 
uh, four wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, he did he did once again give up some takedowns in his last fight, you know, on his return fight to the UFC. Um, but he was able to to kind of he was able to get back to his feet and not take a lot of damage. But I, I do think um, Basarat's going to be a way better wrestler slash gra- slash grappler than uh, Taylor's last opponent. Um, way better striker as well, honestly. You know, I, I'm going to be taking Basarat to get the win here um, with his takedowns and control time. And uh, I think he's going to get a decision win uh, since Taylor has never been submitted. So uh might be a pretty boring fight, but I think Bosserot could, uh, could get the win with his, with his grappling. Next up, we got Marcus McGee taking on Gaston Bolanos. Uh, McGee is 33 years old. He's 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 2-1 and and in, or 2-0 and in the UFC, sorry, and a minus 305 favorite. And yeah, McGee's looked really great in the UFC, but you know hasn't really fought the toughest guys yet so far. Uh, Journey Newsome and JP Buys. Uh, JP Buys has been knocked out by everybody uh, that's fought him. Um, you just got to kind of have to keep that in mind when considering laying this big of a price on McGee. Um, but he is a great fighter. All his wins have been by finish: seven knockouts, one submission. Um, his only loss was by submission, um, which was it was a few years ago uh, to uh, Rafael Nascimento in LFA. Um, but other than that, you know, he's looked pretty great. Um, very powerful, great kickboxing, you know, his takedown defense has held up so far. Um, I can't really say anything bad about this guy other than he hasn't fought just the greatest of competition yet, but, um, he appears to be well-rounded. He may in fact be the better wrestler slash, uh, grappler in this matchup. Uh, cause I do believe that Bolanos has a kickboxing background. Uh, Marcus's cardio has looked as Looked pretty good, uh, pretty good on point, man. Uh, hasn't we haven't really seen him get to a third round yet? I don't think, um, but I, it, it appears to be uh, appears to be on point. And uh, where was I at? He uses his jab very well. Get it using his get it finding his range. Fight southpaw mostly. Uses good pressure with the with the boxing. Um, shows forty eight percent striking accuracy. Lands on average three point forty two strikes per minute, and he only absorbs one point eighty one. Seventy eight percent striking defense, which is a pretty good, pretty high number. Um, hasn't been taken down in the UFC yet. Uh, has an average fight time of uh, fight time of four minutes and forty one seconds. Uh, hard to say who has the power advantage. Both these guys are heavy hitters. Both these guys have a lot of knockouts on their record. Um, and he's taken on Gaston Bolanos. He is thirty one years old, five seven with a sixty nine inch reach. Both these guys have the same reach. He is seven and three and one and zero in the UFC, and he's a plus two fifty five underdog. Yeah, so he has a kickboxing and Muay Thai background. Um, before his last fight, all of his wins were by knockout. Uh, never won a fight by submission, but has uh, six knockouts on his record. Um, he went 6-3 and three in Bellator before coming to the UFC. Um, obviously, his weak points are submission, awareness, and defense. Um, he has been submitted twice. Um, obviously, he's a very talented, powerful striker, man. You can really tell he's got great technique. Uh, he's got some crazy spinning elbow attacks and, and spinning back fist knockouts on his record. Um, amazing Muay Thai, you know, all, all around with his elbows and his knees and the clinch and everything. Um, hasn't fought the best of competition either, you know, so far, at least as his, uh, as far as his MMA career goes, obviously he's fought a lot of high level strikers in kickboxing and Muay Thai. Um, seems to have worked, seems to have worked on his takedown defense a good bit, but I still wouldn't say that his takedown defense is, is top notch. Um, in his debut, he looked pretty good. Uh, very fast hands, fast strikes, has over 50 fights as a kickboxer. Um. Throws great combinations and good counters. Very good at finding the openings and creating angles. Um, honestly, McGee would be 
smart to try and get this fight to the ground just because Bolanos has, you know, world-class striking and great calf kicks. Um, McGee is very good, but I just have trouble seeing him getting the better of Bolanos on the feet. Um, you know, Bolanos has won fights just with leg kicks before. I think he's got, I don't know if it's two or one wins that he won by leg kicks. There's at least one, one win that was a TKO due to leg kicks. Um, but yeah, so McGee de- doesn't typically go for takedowns, um, which honestly kind of tempts me to to take Bolanos here. But I, I do think McGee is the more well-rounded fighter here. Uh, you know, will he use it? I don't know. But uh, Bolanos was giving up takedowns in his last fight, uh, throwing sloppy spin attacks that got him taken down. So I think McGee will be able to take advantage, you know, of those mistakes um, and, and and take advantage of Bolanos's takedown defense and, and and probably get a win by submission. Um, I would say maybe a late submission, maybe round three, uh, when Bolanos is very tired, maybe he slips in a rear naked choke. Uh, but I would not be surprised at all if Bolanos landed a big shot and got the knockout either, but, uh, McGee hasn't been knocked out yet. So I'll, uh, I'll take McGee to win by third round submission. A little rusty, man. It's only been like two weeks since I've done a video and I feel like I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Matthew Simmelsberger taking on Preston Parsons. And uh, Simmelsberger is 31 years old. He's 6'1 with a 75-inch reach. He is 11-6 and six and 5-4 and four in the UFC. And uh, he's a minus-130 favorite. And uh, yeah, another you know really short-notice opponent change here for Parsons. Uh, Simmelsberger has six wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, no doubt he's the better striker and has the power advantage on the feet here. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is that Simmelsberger's takedown defense has cost him in the past, and that's what Parsons is good at. Um, but if he can't get Simmelsberger down, he's screwed. You know, Simmelsberger has dropped almost all of his opponents he's fought. Um, he's had some nasty knockouts. Um, he's going to have a three-inch reach advantage here. Um, he's fought the tougher competition for sure out of these two. Um, you know, he shows 58% takedown accuracy, 50% takedown defense, uh, lands and absorbs about the same amount at four point. Uh, 4.06 and 4.36 strikes per minute. Um, averages one takedown per 15 minutes. Um, averages one and a half knockdowns per 15 minutes. Um, I'm taking Simmelsberger to win this fight, probably, man. It does worry me, though. Um, it does worry me a little bit because it's short notice. And, you know, like we saw in the Jeremiah Wells fight that, that uh, you know, Wells was able to get Simmelsberger down, you know, pretty much every round. And kind of get the control time and win the fight that way. But I wouldn't be surprised if Parson was able to get the takedowns. But I don't know. Parson's 28 years old. He's 5'11 with a 72 inch reach. He's 10 and 4 and 1 and 2 in the UFC. He's a plus 110 underdog. And uh, it's an interesting matchup, man, uh, especially on short notice. You know, Parsons was preparing for a guy who, you know, is also a wrestler just like him. Uh, and now he's switching to a striker. Uh, Parsons has nine wins by submission. Um, all but one of his wins have been by submission. The other win was by decision. He's never won a fight by knockout. Um, has been knocked out twice. And uh, coming off a split decision loss to Trevin, G- uh, Trevin Giles, uh, where I thought, you know, Giles clearly won that fight pretty pretty clearly. Um, you know, he, he got knocked out uh, by Daniel Rodriguez in his debut uh, his win, his only win was over Evan Elder, who was fighting up a weight class. So it's not, not a whole lot, you know, really impressive going on, you know, with Parsons in the UFC yet. Um, 
he is a very explosive, strong guy, especially early in the fight. Uh, Parsons kind of gassed himself out in his last fight, just constantly going for takedowns. And uh, he did he did have a ton of success on the regional scene, but it hasn't really you know been paying off in the UFC yet. Um, he's very good at you know at flowing from one submission to another, pushes a tough pace. Uh, kind of you know hasn't really outstruck anybody yet in the UFC, in my opinion. Um, he shows thirty three percent takedown accuracy. Um, has never been taken down in the UFC yet. Um, averages three point um three point eleven takedowns per fifteen minutes and lands and absorbs about the same amount at um four point fourteen and three point seventy six. Pretty close. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be going with Simmelsberger to win this fight. Um, you know he's fought the tougher competition. He's got the more impressive wins. Um. All he has to do is land one shot on Parsons, and if Daniel Rodriguez could knock Parsons out. Simmelsberger definitely can. Um, only thing that's scary about it is short notice. You know, I mean, I would be jumping all over that minus one thirty price line if it wasn't on, you know, short notice. But I got Simmelsberger to win by knockout, round two. Next up, we got Andre Olaski taking on Waldo Cortez Acosta. Unfortunately, um, sorry, I got to scroll through my notes, man. They, they switched all the fights around on me. Um, Arlowski is 44 years old. He's almost 45 now. Um, 6'3 with a 77 inch reach. He is 34 and 22 and 23 and 16 in the UFC. And he's a plus 301 underdog. And, uh, I love this guy, man. I'm such a big fan of his. I've been watching this guy fight for probably over 20 years since I was a kid. Uh, nothing would make me happier than to see him win this fight, but I mean, let's, yeah, I mean, face it, you know, he, he either needs to be fighting, you know, other guys that are about to retire or guys that haven't been able to get a win in the UFC, you know, at this point in his career. Um, his last six wins have been over guys, you know, that have struggled to get wins in the UFC or, or never did get a win in the UFC or whatever. I mean, th this is a really bad matchup for him, man. I, I hate seeing... I hate seeing, um, you know, Andre get knocked out. You know, it hurts my soul seeing a guy who was so great at one time losing to, you know, Dontel Mays. It just, it it's it's depressing, man. You know, it just kills me. Because um, back in the day, Arlovski would have murdered all these guys probably. Um, you know, Andre has good boxing. He's really switched up his style, you know, and kind of started fighting smarter and safer, just laying back and countering, not rushing in and, and throwing any wild shots and stuff like that. Um, which is how he used to get all of his knockouts back in the day is fighting that way. Um, he does have 17 wins by knockout, three wins by submission, uh, but he has been knocked out 12 times in his career. And unfortunately, um, it's a really bad matchup for him. He's taken on Waldo Cortez at Acosta. He is 32 years old, 6'4", with a 78-inch reach. He is 10-1 and 3-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 401 favorite. And that, even though all the guys he has beaten in the UFC... Um, haven't really been impressive or anything. Um, he has looked amazing. You know, has a boxing background, fast hands, good combinations, five wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he's good at what he does, man, but he does just go out there and box. You know, he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't really throw leg kicks or anything like that. Um, and eventually that's going to catch up with him in the UFC, but but here he's the younger guy, more powerful guy at this point in Andre's career, and, and I don't feel like I have to say much more. This is a bad matchup for Andre. Um, I'm taking Costa to win by knockout. Uh, round one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be cool if Andre won this fight and then retired. 
but uh, I don't I don't really see it going his way, man. Unfortunately. Next up, we got Phil Hawes taking on Bruno Vieira. Did I skip this fight? I think I did skip this fight earlier. This is another one, man, where I I uh I don't think I have to say too much. I think this is pretty obviously a good um a good line to jump on. Um I caught, you know, Bruno Ferreira at a plus one ten underdog status. So uh but Phil Hawes is thirty five years old, uh six foot tall with a seventy seven and a half inch reach. He is twelve and five. And uh, take a look at his UFC record: ten and five, and four and three in the UFC. Um, he has been knocked out quite a few times, man. And that's like he is very—he's a very good fighter, man. He's a good fighter, but uh, he has all the skills. He's got great striking, big power, you know, all that. Got a wrestling background. Um, it's just the chin, man. It, It's—he's it, been knocked out what three times? Three times in the UFC. Um. And then he was knocked out on the uh, contender series by Julia Marquez. Um, it just—I mean—it it hasn't been a—it hasn't looked very good, man. He—he I mean, he, he always does well until he gets caught, man. And then it's just like he just goes out. Like Aleskarov—I don't know if he landed like a a knee, and it was like Hawes was still conscious for a little while, but like out on his feet. And then whenever he popped him with a little punch, he just went out. But um, you know, Phil Hawes has all the all the skills, man. He's a good fighter. It's just his chin is, is really bad. And, uh, he's going to have a freaking, a five and a half inch reach advantage here in this fight. Um, I just don't see this fight going well for him, man. <laughs> uh, Bruno is 31 years old, five ten with a 72 inch reach. I mean, Hawes is going to be the way bigger guy. Um, you know, he is, uh, Bruno is uh, 10 and one and one and one in the UFC. And I know he got knocked out in his last fight, but he was fighting a guy, a giant, you know, a guy that was, how tall is that guy? Let's see what the size difference was on that. He is, not only did he fight the guy on super short notice, but he was fighting a guy that was uh, 6'5", you know, with a giant reach or whatever on super short notice. I don't hold it against him. Um, You know, and I honestly... Honestly, I'm not all that high on on Bruno Ferreira either, but he does hit very hard. Um, we saw that in his debut, knocking out Gregory Rodriguez. Um, all he's got to do is land one punch. I mean, he's very fast. Um, I, I see Phil Hawes losing this fight by knockout, um, probably pretty quickly, because all all Ferreira's got to do is is hit him one time, man. So I thought that was a pretty obvious line to jump on. It's too bad that that Ferreira's. He's up to like a minus 120 now. I believe he's the favorite now, but it's still a good prize if y'all want to jump on him. That's part of the reason I wanted to get this video out sooner um, so I could tell y'all to get on that line. But I did catch him at a, a underdog price at plus 110. Next up, we got Ricky Simone taking on Mario Batista. And uh, this, is a, this is a tough fight for me, man. I went back in my... Back and forth with myself on this fight for half the day the other day. Um, Ricky Simone is 31 years old. He's 5'6 with a 70 inch reach. And he is 20 and 4 and 8 and 3 in the UFC. And he's a minus 155 favorite. 
And yeah, Ricky's got a wrestling background. That's his strongest skill. Very explosive and powerful. Great double legs and trip takedowns. Uh, dangerous jujitsu. Six wins by knockout and four wins by submission. He's coming off a knockout loss to Yadong Song. Um, we're, you know, we kind of saw in that fight that if he can't get those takedowns, he does have a lot of trouble. Um, we've seen him get knocked out twice in the UFC. Um, once by uh, Uriah Faber back in the day. Um, you know, very strong you know, with his body lock. Um, this is an interesting matchup, man, because both these guys are actually pretty decent wrestlers. Um, you know, the Jack Shore win for Ricky Simone was very impressive. Um, but other than, you know, his four wins that he got before the Jack Shore uh, win were kind of kind of on guys that are on their way out or are about to, you know, retire at the time. So, um, you know, Rick, Ricky just really sticks to his opponents, man. He's constantly shooting for takedowns, constantly pressing them up against the cage. Um, he hits very hard. His uh, his striking has improved quite a bit, but he doesn't really he doesn't really hold up on the feet with the top level strikers. You know, we saw that in his last fight. Um, he shows forty four percent striking accuracy, sixty three percent striking defense, which is pretty good. Um, shows fifty percent takedown accuracy and seventy five percent takedown defense. Um, he absorbs and lands about the same amount per minute uh, at three strikes, uh, three three and three point twenty three strikes per minute. Um, averages 5.84 takedowns per 15 minutes, which is very impressive. Um, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, he's taking Amaro Batista. He is 30 years old, 5'9 uh, with a 69-inch reach. He is 13-2 and two and 7-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a plus-135 underdog. He's on a five-fight win streak. Um, you know, aside from getting caught by Trevin Jones, um, his only other loss was to Corey Sanhagen in his debut, which is no shame there. Um, I actually think Mario is the more well-rounded of these two fighters. Um, I think he shines in a lot of the areas that Simon doesn't. But uh, it's just that Simon's wrestling is... Simon, Simone's wrestling is so good that it, that it may prevent Mario from being able to take advantage of those, of those weak areas. Um, but I'm not so sure, man. You know, Mario's coming off a win over uh, Damon Blackshear, who I consider to be a very good fighter. Uh, Mario's jiu-jitsu is great. Very good at transitioning to the back. Very good sweep. She's just great forward pressure. Uh, pushes a really tough pace in general. Um, I wish this was a five-round fight. That'd be fun. Uh, throws a lot of volume on the feet. Very powerful and explosive. Uses good in-and-out footwork. Great takedown defense. Um, and really, it's really hard to keep him down if you do get him down. You know, Blackshear was able to get him down uh, twice, but he wasn't able to keep him down for any amount of time, really. Uh, very aggressive off of his back. Very good at getting to the cage when guys have a hold of his hips. Um if I hadn't seen Simone's last fight, I probably would have picked him here with no questions asked. Um, I think I think Mario could have some success if he stays moving forward and just really pressuring Simone, keeping him backing up. Um, Mario shows 52% striking accuracy, averages 3.72 takedowns per 15 minutes. Or sorry, 2.72 takedowns per 15 minutes. Uh, lands on average 5.32 strikes per minute and uh, only absorbs 4.20. Well, that's actually kind of a high number, 4.20. Um, Shows 57% takedown defense, which I'm not I'm not really sure that I agree with that, because aside from Blackshear getting him down twice, he really hasn't been taken down a lot. Um, he has three wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, this is a good matchmaking, man. This fight could go either way. Um, I understand, I guess, why everybody's going with Simone, because uh, of the wrestling advantage, but I don't know. My gut is wanting me to go with Batista. Um, I think Batista is the better striker. He uses a lot of feints and like false starts and really good at creating angles. Um, it's a tough pick, man. The, the lines are kind of reasonably priced for both sides. I mean, it's not very often that you could get either of these guys at, at these prices. Um, 
I think, man, I think I'm going to go with a plus money on Batista, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the plus money on Batista. Um, super confident in that? No, not at all. Um, but, uh, man, I'll take him to win. I'll take him to win by decision. I'm not super confident in that at all. I understand why everybody's going with Simone, but I'm going with Batista. <clears throat> Next up, we got Ketlin Vieira taking on Macy Chasson. And Vieira is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. She is 14-3 and and 8-3 and in the UFC, and she's a minus 210 favorite. Uh, she's a great fighter, man. It's just that there are things that you see on her record that kind of make you question yourself when you're considering putting money on her. Um, like the lost Tiano Santos. That's a horrible look. Um, she did get knocked out by Irene Aldana. Um, a lot of people thought that she, you know, should have lost the Holly home fight as well. Uh, kind of just won that fight by holding Holly up against the cage and not really doing much. Um, she's only won one fight in the UFC by finish and it was submission. Um, she fights well in the clinch. She controls her opponents up against the cage a lot. Um, fights in a traditional Muay Thai stance, um, seems, you know, seems to be pretty powerful. Seems like she hits hard, but just no finishes in the UFC yet. Uh, throws, throws a lot of jabs. She'll double, triple it up at times. Throws good knees in close. Um, in her last fight, she was timing her, uh, her lead left hook very, very well. Um, and when, and whenever she's, whenever she's not, um, whenever she's not throwing her jab, she throws just more than just one. She throws more than just one shot at a time, you know, which is something that all fighters should do, in my opinion. She follows them up with, you know, three, four punches, you know, at least at least three punch combinations at a time, because you're more likely to land, you know, if you follow it up than just one shot at a time. Um, has great judo throws, great jiu-jitsu. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for her, uh, because she's used to being the bigger fighter, I think, you know, really considering, you know, who all she's fought. And she's going to be taking on, you know, a, kind of a giant here for this weight class. Um, we saw in the uh, Pennington fight that she cost herself that fight by holding her opponent up against the cage, not really doing enough damage. Um, Pennington was having uh, Pennington, Pennington, Pennington was having a lot of success with her jab in that fight, uh, just throwing straight shots down the middle. Um, Vieira throws a lot of hooks, you know, winding punches and stuff like that. Uh, so if Chason can use her reach and throw long straight shots down the middle, she could have success here. Uh, Vieira shows 93% takedown defense and 45% takedown accuracy. Um, absorbs more strikes than she lands at 3.92 and 3.04 per minute. Um, averages uh, one and a half takedowns per 15 minutes, uh, 41% striking accuracy. Um, she's taking on Macy Chase on. She is 32 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 72 inch reach. Uh, she is eight and three and six and three in the UFC, and she's a plus one seventy underdog. Yeah, in the past, man, I I haven't thought you know about Macy and the and the best the best way really. But watching the tape on her a lot here lately, um, she has had some impressive moments in her career, man. She was on her way to beating uh um, Irene Aldana before you know she was using her wrestling and before the the up kick to the to the liver, man. You know she was uh she had taken over after the first round and was dominating that fight, and it's just kind of a fluke kick that. <laughs> upkick that landed that uh that put her out um and you know and Irene Aldana knocked out Ketlin Vieira so um it's MMA math I know it doesn't matter but uh Chason has two wins by knockout two wins by submission and she spent basically her whole career in the UFC man she's just kind of been learning as she went um 
you know, had barely any fights before, you know, getting into the UFC. Um, she has a win over Norma Dumont. That's impressive. Um, Vieira has definitely fought the tougher competition now, these two. But Macy's going to have a four-inch reach advantage, way taller. You know, she's just huge for the weight class. Um, she's really a, you know, a featherweight that fights down at, at, at Bantamweight. Um, and she's going to have that advantage there in the size. She's constantly improving. Uh, she fought smart against Norma Dumont, man. She she was switching stances a lot. She has a, she was using nice trip takedowns. Her footwork has improved a lot. Uh, good at using her butterfly guard to get back to her feet. Um, she could absolutely win this fight um, if the same Macy shows up that fought Norma Dumont. Um, and that, that fight was up at 145 pounds though. You know, she's back down to 135 here, but, um, she shows 64% takedown defense, 34% takedown accuracy, um, averages 2.17 takedowns per 15 minutes, which is, which is more than Vieira, um, honestly. And, uh, she absorbs, she absorbs less, uh, less strikes than she, um, I cannot talk today. <laughs> she absorbs, uh, she absorbs 2.61 strikes per minute and lands 3.64 strikes per minute. Um, part of part of me wants Macy to win this fight. I kind of want to pick her. Um, I think if this fight was up at 145, I would probably pick her. And uh, but I'm going to take Vieira to win by decision. Uh, I think I think she has the grappling advantage and the power advantage as well. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if she struggled to get Chase on down because she's so big. But um, yeah, I'm going to take Vieira to win by to win by decision. Like she always does. Um, sorry, I can't talk today. Um, I was, I guess, I wrote that backwards on my notes and threw myself off when I was trying to say that. <laughs> but uh, I did get some uh, really good, some really good news personally that I'll I'll say at the end of this video. Um, that way, I'm not costing y'all time to listen to my personal stuff. But next up, we got Jim Miller taking on Gabriel Benitez. Jim Miller is 40, 40 years old, 5'8", with a 71-inch reach. He is 36 and 17, and 25 and 16 in the UFC. He's a plus 105 underdog. Uh, Jim's had a late resurgence in his career, man. He's won four of his last five fights, um, all four fights by finish. Um, early in his career, man, he was kind of known for his jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, he, has, he has seven wins by knockout, 19 wins by submission on his record, and he's been knocking out a lot of these young guys uh, You know, that have been coming into the UFC. And they've been giving him really favorable matchups, you know, for him, especially at this point in his career. Um, he just kind of goes out and boxes and throws calf kicks now, man. His cardio holds up pretty well when he fights that way. Um, honestly, with a record that big, he really hasn't been finished that many times. Um, he's been knocked out twice and submitted three times out of, you know, over, what, 50 fights probably. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's only lost to really tough guys, man, if we look at his record. Yeah, he's got some losses on his, you know, in his UFC career, but look at who he's lost to. I mean, uh, Donald Cerrone, Benil Dariush, uh, Dustin Poirier, Anthony Pettis, uh, Francisco Trinaldo, Dan Hooker, Charles Oliveira, Vince Pichel, Joe Selecki, um, Alexander Hernandez. He's got a win over Roosevelt Roberts. He beat a lot of he beat a lot of tough guys, man. Tiago Alves. Of course, that was all back in the day, but. Either way, man, he's only lost really tough guys, and uh, you know these guys have the they have the same reach. Nobody has the advantage there. This is kind of a weird fight, man, and that these guys are at very different spots in their career. Um, I mean, before before Benita's last fight, everybody you know thought he was probably on his way out. Um, 
and Miller's had kind of a late resurgence, man, where he's been, you know, fighting pretty dominantly in his last five fights. So uh, it's kind of a hard pick, man. I understand why everybody is going with Miller on topology. Um, his chin has held up way better than Benitez. Uh, but for whatever reason, Miller's still an underdog on the books. So I don't know if they're trying to trick everybody into going with Benitez. Um, the power advantage may go to Miller. Um, he's probably the better grappler, but he doesn't really fight that way anymore. Um, he's going to go out there and box and, and just try to try to land that left hand, man. He's been putting out everybody with uh, from the southpaw stance. Um, he could definitely take a shot as well. We saw that in the uh, Hernandez fight. Um, this fight is definitely probably going to play out on the feet, man. I think Miller's fought the, t- fought the tougher competition. Um, and he's taking on Gabriel Benitez. He is 35 years old, 5'8", with a 71-inch reach. He is 23-10 and 10 and 7-6 and 6 in the UFC. He's a minus-125 favorite. And Gabriel has all the skills, man. Um, you know, just like Miller, he's got great boxing, very powerful. Nine wins by knockout, ten wins by submission. He's well-rounded. Uh, we saw him make a lot work of a guy who didn't belong in the UFC last time out. So, yeah, it was a cool knockout, but not really um, all that impressive of a win, considering that, you know, Ontiveros never won a fight in the UFC. Um, the thing recently that impressed me the most with Benitez was how he started the fight out with David Onama. I know he ended up getting knocked out, but he was really touching Onama up at the beginning of that fight uh, before Onama turned it around and knocked him out. Um, you know, he throws fast combinations. You know, he did get knocked out a few times at 145, so now he's gone back up to 155. Um, he's been knocked out four times in the UFC, which is really what makes me, you know, scared to pick him here. I do think Miller has the better cardio. Uh, Miller has looked way better as of recently. Uh, Benitez does have those nasty leg kicks. He does have the advantage there. He is younger. Um, he may have success early, man, but I do think Miller will eventually catch him with that left hook and, uh, and get the win by knockout. Uh, originally before, you know, watching the tape, I was kind of convinced that I was going to go with Benitez, but you know, looking at the resumes, man, it's not even close. You know, Miller's fought the way tougher competition. Um, he's on a better run right now. Um, you know, Benitez doesn't really have any super impressive wins in the UFC. Uh, I guess he did beat Jason Knight back in the day, maybe, but. Um, I'm going to be going with Miller to get the to get the win by knockout round two. Next up, we got the co-main event. Uh, Etuas Nicolau is 31 years old, five six with a 66 inch reach. He is 19 three and one. And seven and two in the UFC, and he's a plus one seventy three underdog. And this is another tricky fight, man, because obviously these guys have fought before. And Nicolau got the split decision win, um, and he kind of did that by by laying back and not really doing a whole lot, just kind of looking to counter strike, which is you know what he usually does. That's usually how he fights. And uh, you know he is a great fighter. Um, the best thing about him is his well roundedness, and you know in his ring IQ, he's very smart. Um, doesn't take unnecessary risks, uh, risks, risk, very technical and, uh, and calculating. Um, these two guys are, are complete opposites in the way that they fight. You know, um, he looked better and better each time we seen him up until Roy Val caught him with that knee. So, um, which is something that that's a move that Manel cops good at as well. Um, he's a very good, you know, Nicolas is a very good counter fighter. He will frustrate guys so that they rush him and, and then he'll counter them with a big shot. Um, he doesn't have the highest volume of strikes, but he does make them count. He's very accurate. Um, has great ground and pound, hard calf kicks, five wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Uh, very well rounded. You know, good grappling. Um, 
He did have some some success in the first fight with takedowns in the first round, but after that, he wasn't able to get the fight down. Uh, one thing I, I didn't realize before is that all three of Nikolaou's losses have been by knockout. So that's something to consider. Um, he's he's very good, very hard to beat, very hard to pick against. Uh, 93% takedown defense, 45% takedown accuracy. Um, averages 1.48 takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, lands 3.66 strikes per minute and absorbs 3.14 per minute. Uh, and he has an average fight time of 11 minutes and 14 seconds. So all the numbers are pretty good on him, man. Very hard to pick against him, but he is coming off coming off of a big knockout loss. So um, he's taking on Manel Cop. He is 30 years old. He's five five with a 68 inch reach. He is 19 and six and four and two in the UFC. He's a minus 210 favorite. And I think very highly of Manel, man. Uh, I think we would know a lot more if it wasn't impossible for him to get a fight, man. Uh, he had a lot of opponents there for. I think he had five opponents like fall out in like a year and a half. Nobody wanted to fight him. Um, at one point, he was supposed to fight uh, Figueredo and, and Cara France, and those fights didn't happen. Um, and, they, and I guess they were just so desperate to get him a fight last time that he kind of fought a guy, a debuting fighter, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just a, a mess with him. And uh, he has 11 wins by knockout, five wins by submission on his record. Um, he's the former Ryzen flyweight champion, lots of experience. He's fought all over the world, very athletic, very fast. Um, we got to see his ground game, you know, and in uh, in the fight with David Dvorak, he seemed very dangerous off of his back and just very good at getting back to his feet and attacking submissions. Uh, he's very well rounded, very explosive, constantly throws up submissions from the bottom. Uh, does prefer to counter usually. Um, you know, he he'll kind of draw out he'll draw out his opponent's movements and then uh, you know leap in with the big shots. Um, you know, in his first few fights in the UFC, you know, him trying to do that kind of cost him because that's how he lost the decision to Nicolau and to Pantoja. Um, but he has kind of worked, he has kind of, you know, worked on that. Now he puts out more volume and, and everything. He's looked a lot better, um, you know, since in his last few fights in the UFC, um, has a really nice Kimura. He likes to use it to sweep and, and finish fights as well. And if, whenever he has that Kimura grip, man, you know, he really, um, he does. He either uses it to sweep, transition, you know, into an arm bar, or transition to the back whenever he pull guy. Whenever you pull guys over, um, he has really good head movement. Um, waits till his opponents set their feet and moves off so they can't get ready to to throw a punch. Um, then pulls guys into his big shots. So he's good at setting up that fly knee as well. Um, what else? Uh, really fast hands. Great combinations. Uh, we saw him hurt Nikolai in the second round, you know, when they fought the first time. Um, he was landing some big combinations, very fast, you know, Floria punches. Um, he uses his uppercut very well. And I, I think he has the power advantage in this fight. I think he will uh I think he'll know what to expect this time, you know, from from Nikolau. Um he does have the better striking, he just has to be careful when he enters the pocket. Um I don't know if Manel gets a finish here, but but I I'll take him to win by decision. Uh, I think he's going to steal the rounds by by landing big shots and and hurting Nikolau. But that's a scary fight to bet on for sure, man. Next up, we got the main event: Magomed Ankalaev taking on Johnny Walker. And uh, I mean, I didn't really care to see this fight again, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Ankalaev is thirty one years old, six three with a seventy five inch reach. He is eighteen one and one and nine one and one in the UFC, uh, and he's a minus four fifty favorite. Uh, nine wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he was on his way to winning the fight the last time before the illegal knee fiasco. 
Um, he switches stances a lot, gives guys a lot of different looks. Uh, Greco-Roman wrestling background, great front kicks up the middle, uh, nice straight life, uh, straight, nice straight left hand uh, from the southpaw stance. Uh, fights very smart and and very safe. You know, doesn't take a lot of risk and and kind of some of his fights can be kind of boring because of that. But I mean, at least he's not running out there and getting knocked out. Uh, doesn't throw the most volume, uh, but he doesn't really get hit either. So, uh, very good, very good striking defense. At, at this point, you know, if he wins this fight dominantly, he's definitely going to get a title shot, I would think. Um, you know, and and he could definitely, he could definitely wrestle his way to victory here. But I would like to, I would like to think he knows that he needs to get a big, you know, knockout or some sort of finish, you know, to really seal the deal and get that title shot. Um, but I mean, he's the better striker. You know, both these guys are very powerful. Uh, Ankalai is definitely the better grappler as well. Um, he's taking on Johnny Walker. He is 31 years old, 6'6", with an 82-inch reach. He is 21-7 and 7, and 7-4-1 and 1 in the UFC. And he's a plus 360 underdog. Uh, 16 wins by knockout, 3 wins by submission. I mean, he's a huge guy. He's going to have a 7-inch reach advantage. But other than that, I don't think he has any advantages in this fight. Um, he does fight very safe now, you know, as well, because he got knocked out a few times. Um, Honestly, his best bet in this fight is probably to make it wild and try to land a big shot. But, you know, nobody's knocked out in Clive yet, man. And I, I just, I don't see, I don't see a way for Walker to win this fight. Um, hopefully, Ankalaev goes out there and, and wins dominantly. And because if he, if he wins a boring decision and then, you know, is mad he didn't get a title shot, you know, I mean, it's, he just, he just needs to go out and get another big finish to secure that spot. Um, I think I'll take a, it's a five round fight, man. I think I'll take Ankaliyev to win by, uh, by knockout in round four. Sorry that I'm out of it today, guys. Let me pull up my bets. This card. So as far as my plays on this card, I've got a plus money play on, uh, Ferreira. It's plus 110. It's a one unit play. I caught Boss Rat at a minus 170. That's a one-unit play. And then I've got a three-fight parlay that is Ankalaev, Acosta, and uh, Tom Nolan. And that's a plus 120. And that's a half-unit play. And y'all notice a lot, you know, usually on... Uh, usually I end up doubling up on my, you know, my most confident picks. So I'm considering putting a uh, putting a Bruno uh, Ferreira in a... Um, and a... Uh, uh, Bruno Ferreira and Magomed Ankalaev parlay together. Then as far as my parlays go, um, my mic is messing up. Um, as far as parlays go, um, I got a five-fight parlay, which is Silva, Ankalaev, uh, Ferreira, Acosta, and Basrat. That's a plus, uh, plus 339. And then, um, to that I added, uh, then to that I added McGee and Tom Nolan, and that's a plus 720 parlay. And then... And then to that, I added uh, Batista and Jim Miller. And that's a nine-fight parlay. That's plus 3,799. Leave it up for a second. And then the last parlay... Obviously, there are some fights that aren't up yet, so I hadn't put them on this card yet. I hadn't put my put them in the parlays, but uh, and then to that, I just added one 
one fighter, and that was Manel Cop. So that's a ten fight parlay. That's plus five thousand six hundred fifty six. Um, and that's it as far as my bets and stuff go, guys. Um, I have to go back and listen to this before I uh, put this video out because I might have messed up enough that I need to redo it. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, anyways, man. So if y'all been watching the channel a while, the people that have, you know, may have heard this before, but um, about me. So I mean, it's Growing up, I always wanted to be a fighter, man. You know, I used to train, you know, back when I was younger and stuff like that. And uh, I ended up getting into drugs and, and stuff like that. So I was kind of in and out of, you know, get clean, train for a few months, then mess up again, you know, that kind of cycle. Then got into, you know, using and selling drugs and stuff, man. And I ended up getting into a lot of trouble and, you know, ended up spending quite a while, um, quite a big part of my life, you know, behind behind bars. and. uh but either way, man, I, I, I that kind of put an end to the to the dream of being a, a fighter, you know, because by the time I got out, I was damn near thirty years old. So, but uh, either way, man, the last the last five years, I've I've you know been good, got my life together, everything's great. Um, I used some of the money that I won um, off one of these cards a few weeks back, and I hired a lawyer, and uh, I was able to uh, get off probation early. So I'm a free man for the first time um, in a very long time. So I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, kind of a big deal for me, man. Um, it's a good thing that I, that I ended the year with a few, with a few, uh, good cards and ended up taking, ended up costing me about 1500 bucks to get it all done, but I ended up getting, you know, off probation, um, about four years early. So all worked out well for me, man. Excited about that. Thank all you guys for watching. Please like, and subscribe. And, uh, Y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.